0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. Today, we are talking about structuring your day, a day in the life of a preeminent producer. Is it all the same? Is it different depending on who you are? Today, we're going to be talking with two coaches, Rick Gregson and Matt Starkey, and they are going to be diving into kind of what their day looks like. And we're also going to be covering the topics of how do you start your day? There's a big movement and kick on this, uh, how you start your day and waking up early. I mean, a bunch of motivational speakers talk about that is that really the key or not? That's what we're going to dive into in today's episode of the preeminent producer podcast. Let's dive in.
1: Are you a commercial insurance producer struggling to stand out from the competition? Do you find it challenging to grow your book of business and create a fulfilling career? If so, then welcome to the preeminent producer podcast. Each week, we'll be tackling important topics sharing proven strategies and insights from successful producers that are in the trenches and have traveled the journey to becoming a preeminent producer. You'll discover what it really takes to become preeminent and build your book of business in a way that isn't being taught anywhere else. Our hosts are experts in the field and have built thriving businesses by becoming the most trusted advisor to their clients. Welcome to your journey to becoming a preeminent producer. Let's dive
2: in. Every day is truly different which is one of the beauties of this industry. Uh, This industry is uh, fascinating. Being a producer can be just just a tremendous, a great job. But one of the things that I think makes it so constantly stimulating and and, um, uh, fulfilling is the fact that no two days are ever the same. Now, there are activities that... I and other you know preeminent producers try to maximize. you know we we try to focus on uh, prospecting, uh, revenue producing activities, what I would call revenue protecting activities, and marketing. And we try to maximize that as much as we can. And some days, you can spend a whole day doing nothing but that, but then the next day, you've got a couple of fires to put out and a couple of client meetings and and you don't, you don't do anything like that. So, but, but again, as I I said, that's what makes this job really interesting. And one of the things I've shared with clients and prospects, as we talk about our respective businesses, uh, one of the things I've often shared is one thing I love about insurance is the fact that we're out there meeting interesting people and seeing how they make their living, and it's kind of a, a never-ending uh, fascination. Uh, back in the old days, when I was starting out as a producer, I had maximum time for prospecting. So it's, it's kind of changed over the years. as As my book has grown, and as I've gotten busier with those sort of duties, and being a principal in an agency versus just a producer. But in the very uh, early days, yeah, I spent a huge amount, a percentage of my time doing. Uh, Direct prospecting work and following up with phone calls, uh, and, and over time, again that can kind of change as, as your book as your book grows. But it's important not to lose our focus on doing those activities. Uh, something I, I thought I'll I'll just read you real quick a little blurb that I wrote, uh, and I know I've shared this in the past, but I wrote a little blurb about uh, a description of being an insurance producer as if it was a classified, you know, employment wanted ad or whatever. And what I came up with, and I think it's true, but it's a different way of looking at, at what we do. And and I find if if we kind of embrace this sort of mindset, it it really helps uh, our enthusiasm level for what we do. So here's what I came up with very succinctly describing as if it's a a help wanted ad or something, describing the uh, production position. It's a career offering fantastic income opportunity and great job security. Meet interesting and engaging entrepreneurs and business owners. You won't be chained to a desk. In fact, you'll be out of the office more often than not. No physically demanding work. Your clients will respect you and hold you in high esteem. Set your own hours. You'll make lots of friends in the process and enjoy plenty of good lunches, golf, and other entertaining activities. And if you were to read something like that, you would think, wow, this is the job for me. This is what I want. And that's if you do this right uh, and become a preeminent producer, it's the greatest job in the world. As I've often said before, if you do it the wrong way, in a commoditized way where you're just saying, hey, can I quote your insurance, blah, 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 it can become true drudgery. So, you know, it's really up to you, you know, how you approach this. Uh, But that's uh, kind of my way of answering uh, indirectly what a day in the life of a preeminent producer is. For me, it's different every single day, but that's what makes it such a great career.
0: Well, let me ask you real quick. Are there certain things that are non-negotiable in your day? Like as as a producer, you got to produce, there're certain goals you're hitting and so forth. Are there do you have non-negotiables whether in your day and your week and your month that these things have to be hit um regardless of what's going on and I know you've had a lot going on in your personal life, but are there still things where it's like, yeah, these things have to be met whether it's you personally or the team that you manage?
2: Uh, yeah, there are Paul. That, that's actually a very insightful question. If you, I find for myself, and this is probably true for everybody, if you don't create some non-negotiables, if you don't get them on your calendar, then things tend to just slide and and they don't get done. So it's really important. I know we spend a lot of time, and we'll continue to, in our coaching program, all all of our coaches, in goal setting and kind of forensically breaking down with these goals, what are the activities that we need to do to reach these goals as a producer? And then you've got to take it a step further, I think, and calendar it and set aside the time. You know you need to make, whether it's uh, authoring white papers or dropping in, making physical cold calls or sending out marketing letters and emails, you've got to, I think, itemize those, get those on your calendar. And then that time slot from... 8 a.m. to 10, you know, a.m. every Tuesday. That has to be sacrosanct, and you really—it's a non-negotiable, as you put it, Paul.
0: Very good, very
3: good. Rick, any questions that you got for Matt? Or no, you... I don't think so. But you know, one of the things—it was a really good question. Um, my non-negotiables are things I won't do, rather than things I will do. Yeah. So for me, non-negotiable is service work. I don't get involved in service work. Non-negotiable. For me, hopefully, is money making activities. I don't want to do something that takes me away from my primary job of obtaining and retaining clients. So, my, th- th- Paul, that was a great question and Matt, good answer. That, but I'm on the other side of it. My non negotiables are things I'm not going to do. That's great. That's great. Okay.
0: Right. no, awesome. it reminds me for every yes you say, there's a no to something else, right? So if you're saying yes to something you shouldn't be doing, you're really saying no to maybe production and money making activities and all that
3: good stuff right, right okay um, you want me to hit it on um, on some things that um, your life changes you're if you're watching this, you're probably not a preeminent producer um you you want to become one, which I congratulate you on because you can. I think back when when Matt was talking and uh, to my activities when it was a young producer versus now a veteran producer, and it went from frenetic to intentional. And intentional is kind of the word, everybody's it's the great business buzzword now. Intentional has been for quite a while. In other words, I would show up in the morning and I would just pinball around. I would be running all over the place and I'd be trying to sell insurance to anybody. I would whatever, whoever wanted to buy insurance for renters insurance policy, of course I'll write that. And it was just, a it was a, a friend of mine calls it hysterical activity on the way to the grave. Um, and it was just crazy. It was crazy. And as I started to develop and understand more about being producer, then, and and you touched on it, Matt, then it became important to own my calendar. In other words, I start out every day here in the office with a a yellow tablet, and I'm a list guy. I got to make lists because our day gets so very busy that it's hard for me to kind of stay in the groove, and I'll walk out at the end of the day and go, darn it, I forgot to do two or three things. If it's on my list, then I can do them, and I also get a huge chuckle out of taking things off my list. Owning your calendar is one of the most important things you can do to really get control of your day. In other words, you schedule lunch on there with a client, and if your lunch is at noon, you're going to leave the office at 11:30, 11:45, depending upon where it is. You're going to do that appointment. If you have an appointment to make a presentation, you're going to do that. It's also important to make that appointment to make calls or make cold calls, make warm calls, follow up on calls do your prospecting. Do not create your prospect lists between eight and five in the day. That's what God gave us the weekend for in the evening. Um, Research these people. Spend your time wisely, only going after people that would be good clients for you. Life's too short to do business with people you don't like and to do businesses that don't give you enough revenue to do the things that you need to do. So I guess, Paul, my my day has really changed from that pinball activity, that hysterical activity on the way to the grave, as, as my buddy calls it, to really trying to be very intentional where I'm going to spend my time. Our time is really our only diminishing asset. I mean, the older we get means, you know, the nice thing about getting old is it means I didn't die young. And uh, the other thing that they'll tell you is, well, life is short, yeah, but you're dead so very long. So you really wanna maximize the time that you have to really put this thing in perspective, spend your time wisely, spend it in money-making activities, know what those money-making activities are, and we can help you with that. As you join along and come along with this, we'll try to get you to know what money-making activities are. And if you're spending time now in non-money-making activities, try to give you a strategy to get out of those things and transfer that kind of work to somebody else. So you can really be intentional. You can maximize the time that you have and and really make this pay. Again, I've said it, this is a career. This isn't a job. This is something that if you do it well, you can be incredibly successful. You can make lots of money, which is always a good thing. You have a professional you can be proud of and uh, really do great, great things. So that's that's kind of what my thoughts are, Paul, and that. That's great. Here's a question for both of you.
0: Um there's a there's been a, a popularity in the topic of uh waking up super early, you know. Uh what's even the sayings of early uh, I'm gonna mess it up now It's t- off the cuff, but uh early, what was it, early to bed, early to rise makes one healthy, wealthy, makes a man healthy, there wealthy, and wise. There you go. So yeah. Is there a certain time is there is there a magic formula there uh, obviously you guys aren't sleeping until noon i mean what what what's the first i guess what is the first part of your day look like when you wake up to getting in the office like is there anything there that's
3: significant that you feel that contributes to your production yeah yeah you know what i what i've said to people before my great day starts the night before i mean god knows i enjoy a nice red wine and or hopefully or a glass of scotch. Um, If I've got a big day the next day, I need to be bright eyed and bushy tailed, but I get up in the morning. I do. I have committed to exercise in the morning. The alarm goes off at about 530. Uh, Do some things. I also uh, meditate. Peace and love to everybody. Um, I I do some meditation in the morning, get me ready for the day. And um, my wife, thinks I'm crazy. And she's probably right. And uh, it's a little woo woo kind of stuff. Not that much. But um, I think it's it's. I set the same routine every day. When I get to the office, I get here almost always exactly the same time. Um, and that has changed, by the way, with my uh, my career. I used to be here at eight o'clock in the morning, the office opened at eight thirty. And um, I roll in about nine now, but every day and uh, my routine is pretty much the same. I know what my schedule is. Uh, I know what's on my to-do list, or the first thing I do, check my calendar, to check my to-do list, or uh, create my to-do list, and, and away I go.
2: Yeah, um, I, I suppose maybe as life goes on, we become, some of us become more creatures of habit and routine. I, I'm definitely that way. Uh, I I feel fortunate in that I've always been a a, really a morning person. And I say fortunate because if I can start my day early enough, there's no interruptions from the staff or even clients, <laughs> you know, uh, and I can get a lot done com- in a compressed period of time, in those early, early morning hours. Uh, I'm talking about before 8am, before the business, typical business day starts, you know, for for most people. So I get up early. <laughs> I mean. At, whether I set the alarm or not, I'm awake at 4 a.m., you know, plus or minus five minutes. Wow. And I have yeah. a certain routine. Yeah. Rick, also like you, I have a certain routine um, of uh, reading and exercising and eating <laughs> before I start the day. But, you know, I still start my day pretty early because I'm, you know, I'm getting up at four. So, you know, plenty of time to do all that and still get an early start. And That's I, pretty early. Yeah. And I typically find in those first couple hours of, you know, when I'm at the office early with no interruptions, nobody else around. Uh, I often kind of remark to myself that hey, I'm getting more done in those two hours than I do the rest of the day <laughs> once all hell breaks loose, you know, <laughs> and, and you're getting pulled in every direction. So Paul, I'm trying to remember your original question. Yeah. I, I, I hopefully hopefully that kind of addresses it.
0: <laughs> no, I, I think it does. I think it does. So no, that's great, yeah. guys. I, I appreciate it.
3: Any last words that you well, would- you know, yeah, Matt, you yeah, one last word, Matt. The other thing that I would do, and I didn't do it earlier because I had when I had kids at home, I didn't do this. But and I was a single dad, so I was busy with these kids. But when I got my kids out of the house, Saturday mornings were I would go to the office leisurely on a Saturday morning, work for probably two hours from nine to eleven thirty, trying to get other people that were here in the office out of the office because i didn't have kids at home didn't have any of those responsibilities and i used to say it's three for one i can get three hours worth of work done in one hour and and matt i think that's what you were kind of alluding to there those early morning hours where you're uninterrupted uh the ops the other thing if there was somebody in the office we had a an agreement we don't talk to each other i mean other than hey i'm in the building hi how you doing you know, they're, they're there for the same reason I am. But, uh, that was always very, very useful for me on a Saturday morning.
1: Mm.
2: That's great. And one, one other thing that occurs to me and Rick, you touched on this earlier is, uh, structuring your day. You use lists. I do the same thing. Otherwise I'll forget, but you touched on, I believe doing some pre-planning the evening before for your day tomorrow. I think you touched on that. Uh, yeah, I, I try to do that too. Uh, I keep my to-do list these days like a lot of people on an iPhone. I mean, it's just, you know, you can set the alarms and the reminders and everything and I'll do that uh, definitely.
3: No surprise, old school for me.
2: Yeah, I you know, I, I finally migrated to this. But but anyway, uh, yeah, I try to do that the evening before and go over, look at tomorrow's, add things to tomorrow's list. So I'm not spending, for me, physiologically are the most productive hours in the morning. I'm not creating a list at that time. You know, I've already got my blueprint yeah. set up for the day. And I find that helps. And one other right. thing you mentioned, Rick, you said something like you, you kind of get a kick out of crossing things off your list or whatever. Same thing here. I love deleting it from that list. And, too. you know, yeah.
3: You know, you know, I think what it is here, and I'll try to be really brief with this, what Matt does may not be right for you. What I do may not be right for you. This may, but you know what really is important? Having your own system that keeps you in the groove, that keeps you motivated, that keeps you moving forward. Whether it's something Matt does, something I do, doesn't matter. It's what works for you. Steal a little from Matt, a little from me, put it in your own structure. Do it and adhere to it. Have some acuity with it. So, if you're finding it isn't quite working, tweak it until you get a system down that works for you. And whatever that thing is, if it starts working, stick with it.
0: All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that episode. I think it's really important to just remember what you do matters. And you've got to be focused on those revenue generating activities or those money making activities. There's no way you're going to become a preeminent producer if you're constantly getting distracted with things that don't really produce. So food for thought today, check yourself, see what you can do differently to structure your day to set you up better for success. And until next time, guys, we'll see in the next episode of the preeminent producer podcast.
1: Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you in the next episode of the Preeminent Producer Podcast.